Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for coming along. I'm delighted to be joined today by Manpreet Dillon. Manpreet is CEO of Veza Global, a Vancouver-based consultancy which leverages diversity to create inclusive organizations. Manpreet, thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you along. From beautiful Vancouver, wonderful spot. Do you want to dive in and give us a little bit about your background and then what does your business do and for whom? Absolutely. So I have a, my background's in HR. I've been an HR professional for about 20 years. And about 15 years ago, I started doing a lot of work in equity, diversity, inclusion um, before it was called that. Um, And it was, yeah, and now, you know, creating a company out of just based on the fact fact of creating economic empowerment, uh, economic equality for marginalized and racialized groups has been very rewarding. Um, And especially in the last year, where we don't have to explain why anymore. And people are just like, how do we do it? And what can we do? And that's been amazing to see the transition into that. I remember as a, I think as a graduate in HR, graduate or early in my career, I had to develop a harassment and aware harassment policy and training program rolling out thing. Manager at the time was saying, let's let's just not talk about legislation and what you could do to get things wrong. Let's talk about how you can avoid groupthink and leverage all the amazing talents that are in the organisation. It's interesting to hear you say you were working in the field before it was called diversity inclusion or you know some of the other titles. Yeah, well, it was always called diversity, but inclusion kind of came about afterwards, and then yeah. the focus on equity. Um, and it's interesting because like a lot of the conversations lately has been about around belonging, exactly what your manager was talking about as well where it's like, how do we create a space of belonging where people are, we're leveraging their strengths and we're leveraging um, their skills. And we're really focusing on how do we harness the energy that the, an individual brings and the energy that the skills that they bring to the organization and amplify that regardless of what their background is. And that's actually a really powerful place because we start to see there's so much more synergy, there's more diversity of thought, there's really, um, you start to get better products and services. You're, you know, you get to access new markets. So it's amazing to see the returns on that. And people don't talk about it enough. A lot of people still think it's an HR thing, but it's like, no, when you embed equity, diversity, inclusion into the way business is done, it really, you see that you see the impact, like from how you, the organization can create, um, create, uh, create wealth, um, you know, yeah. Uh, references as well by having supplier diversity programs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's really a really cool space to be in right now. That's great. So you're in the space. What exactly does Visa Global do? So we have an assessment tool. We're actually a partial uh, partially a tech company, partially a consultancy. Mm-hmm. We have an assessment tool for organizations to ensure they're doing an equity, diversity, inclusion. And then once they get the measurement, uh, we audit the company, audit the HR marketing um, services, um, and have focus groups with the organizations. Uh, we develop out a strategy of recommendations and a roadmap on moving forward. And then a lot of the times we start their equity, diversity, inclusion committees, um, and uh, we look to how we implement the recommendations from the strategy piece. Um, and looking at how we embed equity, diversity, inclusion into the business. So we consult every for 
from obviously the HR programs to um, inclusive marketing. Um, and then we'll look at product development as well and look at inclusive design and what does that look like? Um, so there's a lot, so that's where the gamut of like our, we, the journey that customers can go with us on. Sure. I, I know one of the, the challenges or the, I don't know, the, the issues, bugbears of people working in this field is that some, I don't know, companies or leaders within companies look at doing tick box, check box exercises and not really working on the culture. So do you face that challenge much or are we past that now? Uh, no, unfortunately we're not past that. Um, you know, we're like, we're very fortunate with our clients. Um, they're beyond that, but we know that there's a lot of companies out there where they still don't see the value of talking about unconscious bias. They don't see the value of talking about inclusive um, hiring practices or supplier diversity programs. Um, they, they know that it's important, but they, they look at representation rather than, um, you know, they're like, we look around and we see diversity and that's not, um, yeah. we don't know if they actually truly bring diversity of thought. Uh, a lot of the times I use the example, I'm a South Asian born in Canada. Um, my parents are immigrants. Um, and so when people start talking to me from, oh, what's the South Asian experience? I'm like, I can't, I'm not the voice for that. I grew up, my parents predominantly, we went to a pretty much all white school. Um, there was like six Indians at a, a grad class of 533 and we all were cousins. Um, and so when people start to talk about, you know, what's the South Asian experience? I'm like, I, I grew up in a lot of privilege. I, my, uh, a di different socioeconomic class. Um, my friend circle was different, so I can't speak to that. And when we think about representation, it, so you're not going to get the diversity of thought that might happen for someone who's an immigrant. Um, I understand that experience because I've worked a lot with immigrants, but I, I don't have that lived experience. So it's really important to have the diversity of thought rather than thinking about um, the representation. And when we get companies, when we start having these conversation, companies are like, oh, so this is not a checkbox exercise. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's more than a pie chart with different categories and percentages. That, yeah, okay. No, that's good. And you mentioned something interesting that that your clients are not of that type. They're, they're the more positive um, businesses that are really striving forwards. How do you create a business where you can, I don't know, pick and choose or bring in the right types of clients? And, and I guess that sort of feeds into what makes a good versus great HR business. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to like, I mean, at the beginning, I've been in business for 10 years. So it, it started off in as, a, as executive coach, uh, a spirit, sorry, a spiritual coach, then moved to more of a consultancy working on a different types of projects, but HR related, but also um, some international projects. And this is kind of technically my third business, but they've all, all the time throughout the time, it's just morphed into what it is today and kind of oh. solidified. And I mean, there's times when I would just choose whatever client I could because there's a scarcity energy. And I realized that um, I really needed to work on my money mindset. Um, I really needed to look at my relationship with wealth and relationship with abundance and relationship with what can I, what my value was. Um, because when, as, as soon as I did that, that's when I was able to attract the clients that I wanted, uh, that I enjoy working with and that were aligned. Um, when I didn't have the money mindset, I was directing a lot of clients where, it was like trying to put a, you know, uh, a square peg in a round hole and you're just like, why is this not working? And you're just like, well, we knew that there, there's not a values alignment. We knew looking at that, there was not a, um, the mission's not the same. Um, the, you know, we don't want to make the same impact in the world. 
Uh, and so those things do matter, but it comes back to as an individual consulting, um, really thinking about what's my money mindset, what's my relationship with receiving money for the work that I I'm doing and how do I feel valued and what does that look like? And so, um, and then, you know, and what, what's, what kind of clients do you want? Like making the ideal client list, like, and, you know, we do that for, when you think of a law of attraction, you do that for the partners, you do that for everything, but make your ideal client persona and literally like manifest it to happen as well. That is brilliant. Now the people are going to be cross at me if I don't ask you, ask Manpreet, how did she develop this money mindset and work on that area? So I don't know, were you, were there particular books you looked at or resources, any tips? Uh, so many. Um, I took, uh, <laughs> so, so many, um, cause it's a, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. So there's, I did the, through soul journeys, um, she, like, uh, has a heal your money story course. So yes. we talked about spirituality and money and what does that look like? Um, the rich dad, poor dad, obviously read that. The yeah, yeah. Classic. Yep. Yeah. All those classic, uh, Susie Orman. Um, and then what I also started, um, I'm trying to think there was another one. I'm just looking at my bookshelf if I can find it. It was a random book that I found in a airport in Johannesburg and it was amazing. And I, it's called creating your money story. I think it's called, I can't mm-hmm. find a t- book on my t- bookshelf, but, um, it's by Kiki Thero, I think is uh, her last name, Kiki, K-I-K-I. And that was an amazing book because it really dives into really great journal prompts and reflection exercises and meditations around it. So there's a few different ways that I did it. Um, and then sometimes I literally would listen to uh, YouTube videos that were around um, uh, wealth creation and like in the, doing guided meditations while I'm sleeping. Um, so just building it into my unconscious. You know, when you're a person of color, we, we grew up into these systems where I was, you know, I just did a post about this on Instagram yesterday. I, I, I didn't realize I believe my wealth was for white people. And when I started to uncover this, you know, in my counseling session, even yesterday, um, it came back to, you know, intergenerational trauma, um, intergenerational power dynamics, um, coming from a colonial, colonized country, um, and what wealth actually means. And, and it was, it, I already, like, as soon as I like cleared that yesterday and kind of went through it, went through the feelings and the shame and the guilt um, and feeling like, well, how, who am I to earn the money when only white people are supposed to have it? It was like, literally right afterwards, I, we received a contract for a massive amount of money. And so it's just, it really works. Like, so just diving into those money conversations with yourself is so important. Like journaling, do journal prompts, um, whatever else might be. So that is absolutely fascinating. And for people listening, I'm sure, you know, Manpreet, you've, you had your money journey to, to work through, but everyone has a different one, right. And a different situation, whether it's family, life, work, business experiences that they may or may not know are affecting them and their, I love the fact that you uncovered something, you worked on it, and then the you know, new contract comes in. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a powerful piece of work. And I think for every consultant, it's not talked about enough and how important the money mindset is yeah. and to look at the relationship with um, money and be able to talk about it freely. Because as a consultant, you're, you're having to put yourself out there. And it's almost like if you don't see your own personal value, you're allowing others to put a value on you. Like I went years with not charging enough. 
um, years, years, years. It wasn't one client, even um, they, I sent them a proposal <laughs> and I said to, she's like, and she gets on, the, she's like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, sure. She gets on the phone. She goes, you're not charging on us enough. She goes, actually charge me what the real amount is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's going to come back like three times the amount. I was trying to do you a favor. And she's like, you don't need to do us a favor. Like just charge me the amount. And as soon as I did, she goes, I'm not going to negotiate you on the rates. I will take away some of the services. And then she paid me three times the amount that I deserve to be paid. And even that she goes, and she was like, you realize you could still could have probably charged us more. <laughs> <laughs> she, you said she paid you three times what you, what you deserve, but it's three times the amount that you had initially asked. Cause yeah, you deserve this higher rate. You deserved it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Wow. That is brilliant. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so I need to be mindful of your time. I'm just curious, what's your general advice when it comes to growing a successful business, whether it's in diversity, inclusion, and equity, or in the broader HR space, I'm sure there's the, uh, the mindset aspect, anything else that you would share with people? Um, really, you know, it's, it's interesting to watch, um, helping a lot of different businesses grow, um, and coaching them. But one of the biggest thing is people think that social media is the only way yeah. really the person contact, um, the relationship building is the key, key thing to building a business. People still do business with people as much as we have all the online funnels, we have all the online systems and they're all important, but we know that they only work when people trust you. And people trust you when they, they can see you, they know what you're about, um, and they know what your intention is. So with that, um, it's important to build those relationships, both online and offline. Uh, get on the video, you know, share your expertise, and really position of why, you know, and show people why they can trust you. And that's the most important thing. That is fabulous. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So finally, what do you see the future hold for the diversity, inclusion, and equity slash HR consulting space? It's been interesting. I think, so since then last year, we have had a lot of people pop up in the EDI space um, and HR consultancy space. And I think it's actually really interesting with the future of work and how things are going to go. I think this space is going to grow. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity um, but it's going to be really specialized in analytics. And I think that's going to be the most important piece for mm-hmm. HR, um, even HR consultancies to understand analytics and how to use that, use those analytics to apply them to change in the workplace. And I think that's going to be what the future holds. Definitely. Okay. So to close out, if people want to learn more about you, uh, refer clients to you, partner with you in some way, what should they do next? Um, just uh, uh, send us a uh, check out our website vezaglobal.com we have amazing resources out there um, and then also uh, just send me a quick email at manpreet at vezaglobal.com and i'm happy to connect fantastic so if you're listening to this on the go we'll have the links to Veza Global in the show notes and also manpreet's email as well as some of the other references that manpreet described the Susie Orman, the rich dad poor dad etc and i might <laughs> ask for you afterwards manpreet for the i think it was soul journeys yes i'll uh, send you the link as well brilliant <laughs> Thank you. It's been wonderful. And it's such an interesting journey. And I love to hear the way you've been working on yourself and on your business over time. It's, uh, it's obviously paying dividends. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. 
Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.